A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Goldstein. And I'm paying people on Venmo instead of requesting them. Oh, like keep, free money keeps, keeps happening that I <laughs> I meet you owe me money. Oh, and I give you money. Fuck. You do the reverse. Yep. And luckily, hey. it's mm. been people that I'm like close friends with where they're like, Give hey, you, you gave me $300. And I'm Whoa. like, oh, no. Now <laughs> you give me 600 and I'll give you the concert ticket. Look, Dang. you give me 800 and we'll call it even. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, this is, me that's easy scam right there. That's sick. That kind of, that happened to me once when I worked at a nut shack. I don't know if I ever told you guys about that low point of my life. Where at the Chris was, Kindle market? Yeah, when I was selling Chris Kindle nut market hot nuts because it was downtown chicago where it was just like very easy to scam it's a bustling market lots is happening but i I did it was one of those things where someone gave me 
like 50 and ones and they're like just give me back 38 but then i realized like they only gave me like 10 you know like it was just one yeah, of those yeah. where every it just happened so fast and my boss was so cruel that i was like i'm not gonna out myself either that i just got like a handshake scam mm-hmm. in front of my own yeah. very eyes people do it all the time but i my mom that was like the first thing she taught me when i worked at the restaurant was like when you give change, that's a, another common one is like, oh, I gave you 50. That was yeah, that was, yeah, it was a change yeah. scam. But mm-hmm. it's like she's like, when you give change, you leave the bill right on top. Yep. So mm-hmm. you can always pull it and say, I have it right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one, you know, we don't we don't encourage saying, excuse me, slow down one like, you know, to say mm-hmm. slow down. Hang on a second. Mm-hmm. It's just no move quick. Go faster. And yeah, I've been I've been duped. But a Venmo request, a Venmo <laughs> paying request. someone, I mean, you're just stupid at that point. So I've, when I've been looking up backup careers, one has been UI UX design, which is just like, and for any of those designers listening are like, this bitch is, does not know what she's talking about, but it seems like it's where the buttons go when we are looking at an app, right? Like you might be like, oh, my thumb instinctually wants to go here. Request pay should be different colors. They mm-hmm. should be in different spaces. It's like delete mm-hmm. the delete button being too close to mm-hmm. maybe an Instagram post or whatever. It's like if this is a high risk button, you should make this part like very distinguished and hard to hit. I also have been struggling. My mom just called me um, after our trip and was like, hey, um, Enterprise charged me twice. And wow. I was like, no, it's a deposit. It's this. Like, I had to explain it, like, mm-hmm. how I have to do at work where I'm like, I know it says minus and it's in red, but it's actually mm-hmm. a credit to your bill. And mm. it's because, like, the bank wants to trick you into thinking that, you know, it's it's a bad thing to get a $300 credit on your credit wow. card bill or yeah. whatever. Um, but it is just, like, stuff like that where there's not a... a there's not a like Chase does it different than Wells Fargo or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. There's not like a standard way that we all have it. And I have, you know, I have a banking app where mine says like plus this and mm-hmm. hers says minus. And so it's like the only way you can really tell the difference is to see like which charges like if it's different in a different color and has a different thing than the, the next charge, they can't be the same. Mm hmm. But it's mm-hmm. like there there has to be a standardized way we do this, you know? Well, so no, there there should. Colors, symbols. We got to take us to big tech. We have some great ideas. Yeah. We, know for- <laughs> we have some complaints. <laughs> Here's some banking reforms we'd like to. <laughs> yeah. We'd like to speak to the manager. <laughs> Let me know, actually, if I got money or not. or Or just like, can we agree on green and red? as the yeah. plus or minus. more more money is green less mm-hmm. is red I don't is know. Red. green is good yeah. more money red is bad plus money this is this is we saw we have solved it for everyone and this because i'm always frightened by how many people still don't know this with venmo back venmo not a sponsored ad you can pay someone without the four digits of their phone oh number. gosh yeah, don't even a, start yeah. me on this what do we in 2023 the year of our lord you do not know. Pay without confirming. It's right underneath. It's it. Yeah. The Uber driver last night that I told you. Oh, was yeah. A conspiracy theorist. His didn't have it. What? It didn't have a pay without oh. confirming button. So I don't Dude, know if it's a what setting. Was he? Well, oh, it might be. 
I could see that as yeah. a setting. Interesting. Um, he he was saying that, which I don't know if it's true or not. He spouted a different conspiracy theory first, which is what makes wow. me my ears perk up or whatever. But he <laughs> oh, was I haven't like, heard this one before. He was like, "Do not tip me on the app," and I was like, "Okay, like I have mm-hmm. no money. like I have no cash on me. I just came from a sleepover. I don't know what to tell you." Mm-hmm. Uh, he wants Venmo fine, so I scan his thing. And while I'm like doing the tip, he's like, they steal our tips. They do da 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 da. This is what Uber does. And I'm like, I believe it. Like, I don't think Uber's the, you know, moral high ground here as far yeah. as like, I would assume go. they're bad. They're like not paying a living wage to their employees. So I get that. But um, I don't know if that's true that they're stealing tips either. It's kind of one of those, like, I don't know. I still mm-hmm. Venmo him. That's the way he wants to get paid. Yeah. That's Personal all you can do. Personal but it did not have a, a pay without confirming. And I did have to enter his number. But then Whoa. it's like, is he just trying to get me on his like Venmo, previous Venmo people thing? Is that like another scam? I don't know. Mm. Mm. No, is he going to be requesting me all the time now? Because we're like, Ven- not friends, but like linked or whatever. Whoa. Probably. He's probably looking at your transactions right now. I keep mine public. I'm not afraid. I've I've noticed I've noticed wow. that about you. <laughs> I look. I'm not afraid. Bravo. I look at everyone. I'm not afraid. No, it's hot. It's and it gives you. I mean, that's where that's where all the information is. You can also make certain transactions private. You can, you know, it's not mm-hmm. like whatever. Yeah, not all. Um, Lisa also clued in. We had, which I think should be the new norm for friends. If you're feeling out of sorts, sleep over, but get this without the sleeping over part. <laughs> stay, as, stay as late as humanly possible. Bring your cozies. Bring everything. Act as if though it is sleepover. And then return home to your bed. Especially for a weekday. Ah, Next time I am going to sleepover though. If I was like Hell drinking yeah. or maybe it was like a weekend and I didn't have to like work and I didn't have like fucked up sleep the few nights. Like I think I would have. But in that scenario, it was like mommy needs her own bed tonight. That's fair. Hey. Ate too we're, much candy. We're grown ups. You hey, brought out a it. trough of uh, triple. <laughs> of uh, <laughs> what is that even for? Is that just for regular dips, right? Yeah, but we use it as like our own regular, like serving sauce. dishes. Regular serving dishes that, of course, I bought for a bachelorette party. Everything I've ever oh bought my in my God. life is for a bachelorette party. Um, Wait, how many have you uh, been to? Do we have a count on that? Is that? Um, I want to say nine or ten fuck okay that's that's a lot i feel like there are also like degrees of ones where i would like count where they are technically bachelorette parties but were not ones that those are not all ones that i have planned and those are not all necessarily out of town and so yeah Yeah. i think Mm -hmm. this is also like girl we're going out the night we're just picking a night we're going out to a bar or restaurant sort of thing too so there's there's a spectrum i would say of like how many Mm-hmm. Uh, or I mean the severity let's call it <laughs> the degree in which you you yes, from casual yes. to to yes travel to arrangements very ser- serious um yeah I think it's nine or ten um depending on what I count but mm-hmm. yeah I I always want things to like look really nice in the serving thing but I know that it also is like not necessarily the best way to actually serve something. So I get very caught up in the utilitarian versus the aesthetic 
classic Libra rising square Capricorn <laughs> dilemma that we find ourselves in. But this this was kind of by accident that I had these divided little trays and Perfect. I was going to try to like put stuff in them. You never know how much anyone's going to eat. You don't want to like, li- I don't know, put boundaries on people's food. <laughs> but we all had our own little individual tray and it was very, it was really cute. And it I was it. so and cute. It was really cute. One had ice cream in it. All the time. Yeah. yeah. One had ice cream and brownies. One was like hummus. And- there was like a health segment. Then there was like the full Veggies, diarrhea section. Chips, cheese. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Really we, something for everyone. <laughs> and I know everyone's finally saw cocaine bear. I mean, just stand, 14 minute standing ovation at the end between yeah. the three of us. <laughs> Could it <laughs> wept, cried, laughed. Uh, just so perfect. But sleepover without the sleeping. Don't knock it till you try it. Go Edge, edge <laughs> sleeping and then take yourself home. And then get a weird and then get the driver, driver to take you home and also tell you that he doesn't believe in, you know, COVID or whatever. Oh my or... god. How do they squeeze this in in like seven minutes? I know it's like such every a close time. drive. I was like, I didn't ask. Like, I didn't I just, ask you. You know, know, though, I feel like I've been in this where it's like you just have, you know, you have your conversation bit that you had worked out for a while and it was like the hit for a minute, and now you're still you're you know it's mm-hmm. the time is fast but got, it's just you know, it's, it's just funny cut to me in the backseat just being like i never thought about it that way and texting my <laughs> husband like i'm in i'm at this exit like i'm outside like, <laughs> <laughs> so scared oh my god might have been 10 out of 10 100 chance of, of like axe body spray lately so I would oh, take a conspiracy had, theory right now over. I had a really on the way actually to my acting class before mm-hmm. sleepover. I had a really mothering woman, which I thought I, I was uh, like, I haven't had this one in a while where she's like, well, where are you going? And, you know, well, how long you. are you going to be there? And what is it like? And da, 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 da. And I was just, okay, just, try, <laughs> just trying to finish up my work on the way to class. Oh, and now I'm like, what, or was she casing your life? She's like, okay, she's gone till this time. I picked her up around <laughs> this location. She definitely had gotten to LA by way of Uber, it seemed like. She didn't Whoa. live here and was mm-hmm. kind of like, what's this neighborhood like? And yeah, it was like, one of those was, like, where she's like, I'm okay. from San Diego. I don't know yeah, how yeah. this ride took me here. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, imagine. I wonder if that could happen if you just like, said yes to if you like lifted yourself across the country like <laughs> can slow, you lift outside of state lines i think you can i don't know let us know question. what's could, the like, longest you guys have ever someone. lifted what's the furthest Ooh, um hmm. i don't Nothing. think more than like 40 Nothing. minutes an hour or something like that whoa okay i've gone long but i don't know well, I a longer is different than distance, I think. Cause one time I got stuck for hours in an Uber and uh the, the freeway got closed down. Yeah. And oh. I was just in this guy's car. But distance I went in Chicago I did a really long one and then besides that I've gone to like orange from my house. Okay. That's significant. It was far. I was like, this is too far. I shouldn't have done this. All right. Hey. The longest ride in the company's history Ooh. was a 639 mile 
journey between Denver and Sioux City, Iowa costed $744. That seems cheap. This must have been, for, what, 2015? Yeah, this is 2018. Seven, eight-hour road trip? How, how long is that? 600 miles? 639. I mean, Denver to Iowa. Okay, there are a few states away. It's not too wild, but very far. Now, here's the unfortunate part, and this is what I knew. This is what I knew would happen after this. And then a YouTuber, Mr. Beast, beat that record. But like, they, oh. you know, that's like, no, I want an organic ride. I don't care if you, Mr. Beast, saw the Guys, longest record and then was also, like, I will now cares? beat the longest what? record. Yeah, it's so nine and a his- half hours. Oh my God. That's a long time with a stranger. Yeah. That's probably I mean, the best. Might be nice. I was going to say that you're not getting any conspiracy theories on that, right? That is just a, that is a quiet, you can already. For nine hours? That's a sign. For the driver, that sucks. Well, then back, what's the back? That's Hmm. what I mean. Are they able to like pick someone up in every city? This, this is a, this is either like a reality show or a a movie premise. Yeah. Or a porn. New plain strange reveals of 2023. (laughs) Oh, there's got to be. Yeah. I mean, of course, I also every time. I mean, you can put the destination filter on, but it doesn't. That's not going to help you in Sioux City, Iowa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Getting all the way back to Denver in nine hours. That's a long time. Now there's this holistical of people taking them from like Brooklyn to Norfolk Beach, Virginia. Yeah. OK. Like, I mean, now I'm like, could I take one to Palm Springs? You could. Like, take, yes, you could. Yeah, you could definitely you- do that. There are hmm. ones I know. I remember looking into how much it would take to, or how much it would be for an Uber to Vegas. I think at one point they had like a, uh, like a pre, prefixed kind of thing where it would be like a Uber, a Uber black car or something, and it was like a flat rate because it seemed like enough people had done it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure people have done Ubers to Vegas a hundred percent, or like yeah. the yeah. equivalent in whatever city you're in. You know, right? The weekend trip yeah. getaway. Wait, Stevie, what's the longest one you've been in? You think like 30 minutes? Probably just like an airport. Just the airport? Like a long ass airport. I don't think I've ever been like, oh, I'm going to that town you can't get to. So I need to like take this far away. I don't know. I mean, I could look through my records, but nothing like Mr. Beast level (laughs) from what I I see. No, just like Mr. Beast did. just Just an airport. I mean, God, do you remember? I feel like they were really pushing the... What were the, like the rental cars that like are left or scattered around? I've taken those. Oh, before. the blue car or whatever. Yeah, they they probably had a different zip. name back when they zip zip car. Zip car. Yeah. I had a zip car membership for some time in Chicago, but it was always just stressful. I'm like, I don't want to be responsible for this thing. And then I was a big oh my god, I'm like met like brain fog of life and history. Like, was this the same person? There was a like fake Turo. I think it was oh yeah Turo Turo where you can rent cars from someone's car yeah, yeah. someone's car which is always the, the scariest thing the, the last, airbnb like, of cars airbnb of cars like the last one i rented had expired license plate and was a convertible but the top wouldn't open and like everything smelled and then i was like never again but i was a toro freak for for quite some time anywho all those I've apps done, where, where, where are they now too it might still be good but i think it's I think it's gotten to the point now where it's more like people the same way Airbnb, where people will buy fleets of cars, not fleets of cars. Maybe I'm being no, a little bit dramatic, but fleets. where it, fleets 
or that like I I looked on Toro for something for take a shot about Star Party. And <laughs> there was clearly a car, a car person. All of their cars were in the same photograph location. in the same location. Yeah. It's yeah. This this Their model, fleet. this model, this model, you know, whatever. And I've also heard of someone saying like that was a uh, like investment plan that they had where they're like, oh, I'm going to get this car and I'm going to put it on Turo. Mm-hmm. But- I just feel like generally I it's not cheaper than Enterprise. Like, not it's anymore. Just not, yeah. yeah. When it first started, yeah, it just like an Airbnb, minute, yeah. it was like I can't believe we can get a car for half a banana peel and a five dollar bill. And now it's like, you know, if it's the same cost, like I want that brand security that I'm not going to be fucking stuck with this car because I, I rented one to go to Palm Springs and that was the one with the retired retired plates is that what you expired expired yeah. plates and I called them and was like I'm riding dirty like what do I do and they're like return it right now and I'm like well I'm in Palm Springs so I, I can't really do that they're like well now it's going to be like a stolen vehicle and I was like I'm going to hang up now like I can't I can't, I can't deal with this this processor problem uh can i get my money back yeah it was that was a weekend i kind of guessed technically like i got refunded but i still had that person's car but i had to get it back anyways that's why i don't fuck with toro anymore because they're trying to make me a a car thief and i wasn't trying to do that i was just trying to rent from a woman in glendale who made me wait with her boyfriend to while she pulled up her fleet of broken cars (laughs) like one by one and i was like okay yeah well you know, there's nobody better to ask advice from than us, considering we've made really good life decisions up until <laughs> this point with all of these things before mentioned. Hey, do you want advice from someone who cries nearly every day? <laughs> Honestly, you, yeah, you've got yeah. it. Actually, rather than like, I would rather have advice from someone that cries every day that, than has never cried sure. or cannot cry. Yeah, I don't gun, know if I want head. advice from either one. <laughs> I'm <laughs> taking um, it from the, the most stable of the folk. A healthy middle. Well, uh, I guess it depends on what the advice is. True. Should I take a Uber to Miami <laughs> is the is the mailbag question. I mean, only if you're trying to break records. We're coming <laughs> for you, Mr. Beast. Oh, my God. Yeah, you, you got to read more about this, Mr. Beast. It's like, oh, it was like sponsored by some app called Quid. And then they like ordered pizza and would get like the pizza guy like a ten thousand dollar tip and i'm like oh my you god you give me a fuck ton of money i could film cool shit too i watch yeah, these like- i watch these things on tiktok <laughs> i watch these people who are like hey sir mm-hmm. could i have a dollar mm-hmm. just kidding man because you were so nice here's a thousand dollars and a trip on my boat and i'm like they love that they love that they love the prank generosity so funny like what's that undercut not undercover boss but those mm-hmm. ones that one where it's like the scenario do you know what i'm talking about where it would be like someone yeah. who's like me- yelling at a at a the person. service person and yeah, then the person I, I remember will you step was... in breaking boiling point right yeah boiling point so, was yes one. Mm-hmm. i feel like there was another one too where they like just didn't do anything they just like showed you the footage there was no winners or anything they would just like come out after and be like gotcha this was a whatever Mm-hmm. I just remember one where they had an old woman at a grocery store register who was counting pennies. Oh, oh God. at the checkout. See, my boiling point just tipped, tipped, tipped off. Well, we were watching first season punked Ashton Kusher just to see what was up, and shit was good. 
Especially first season because the celebrities really were not <laughs> anticipating what was to come. I don't know if you know, but I'm in season 24. No, you're not. Are yeah, you really? right now, my life. Oh. <laughs> season 24 of Punk. The life edition. Uh, Ashton. Ashton, where are you? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I get it. Are we on Punk? <laughs> the colloquial phrase. Oh, uh, I love it. Well, yes. you're not on punked because we're for reals gonna answer your questions. <laughs> no, no joke. Yeah. Well, if you're a Patreon member, this is our Patreon perk. If you join our Patreon over at patreon.com slash what's your sign podcast, not only do you get bonus episodes for the new and full moon, which um I'm sorry, you really want to get over there this month because we have the eclipses going. So we're really gonna dig in over in that space. We have our Discord chat room. And in that Discord, we have our mailbag channel. So this is where folks can submit questions they have about their charts, the general astrology weather. Honestly, just throw something in the mailbag. We'll probably answer it because, again, did you not hear everything that was just that was just shared right before this? So these are some of our April write-ins from our Patreon members. All right. Our first question. Hi, all. My name is Rachel. Been a fan of the pod for a few years, I think. Crazy how fast time flies. My question is, why are your 20s so freaking hard? I'm 25, about to be 26, and I feel like I have no direction in my life, no real sense of purpose, and just incredibly unfulfilled. I thought your Saturn return was supposed to be the hardest lesson, but I'm not even there yet, LOL. Thanks for the advice. Love ya classic well, uh, Rachel, wow i hate to break it to you <laughs> your 20s maybe easier than your 30s i don't know if you're me that's maybe more of a me thing but um life is hard it i don't know that it ever feels easy and fulfilling and whole and all of those really like beautiful things that i think we look to astrology for um without I mean, the most effort, like the most, the most work. And so I do think aside the astrology aside, I think the initial, my initial response is like, name three things that you you really want to focus on in life. And like, if it's your job, if it's, you know, your friends and relationships for a lot of people, it's those three things for a lot of people. It's about like, being able to go hiking whenever they want or feeling happy at home or, you know, there, there are intangibles that I think we can't always, a job is not going to give you either of those things, the hiking. I mean, maybe if you're like a park ranger or something, but um, yeah, I think find three things you want to focus on. And then maybe we can talk a little bit about your twenties. I mean, Saturn will still be nearing your natal Saturn in your 20s um you will have had a Jupiter return recently as well which I know that can be hard 24 um so possibly that I also feel like there societally there's a like no one takes you seriously but you still have to be an adult and that sucks I don't know anything else you gals yeah, and we have Rachel's chart too, so we can take a peek under the hood. But um, 
I do. I love my 30s. So I don't envy the 20s. They were fun, like while they were there, but I enjoy getting older. And I think, I mean, on a literal sense, like you have your Saturn square Saturn in your early 20s. So I feel like that is like the fuck you doing. And I know if you're like, no, no, hang on. There's like a list. I remember there was like an actual article that was called like, why are your 20s astrologically hard? And I feel like it had a nice breakdown of, of like the kind of like order of the events. But yeah, I think as you're nearing your Saturn return in your mid to late 20s times, it does feel like a time countdown is is going. And it is those things that you liked as a kid, even if it's still your early 20s, do, don't usually hit as much. Or those things of responsibility definitely shift. I know like as we turn 18, legally we are adults, but are we? I feel like I was definitely still quite a baby. Oh, you have a nodal opposition also around the same time with your Saturn return. Um, oh, some mentions of the progressed lunar returns as well in this time period. So it does, there's just a lot of change. Oh, and Uranus square Uranus around early twenties too. So it's like a lot of pressure from the outer planets and the social planets before then it's like the full return of solidifying maybe who you are. Um, yeah, I think that that's that. I, I think that's my answer. Also, you know, like friends change, interests change. Uh, also, being in your 20s now seems hard. <laughs> like it's societally very hard. And we've had a pandemic and still are in it. So, fuck. I mean, every life is hard, period. But also, hopefully, as you get older, we can recognize that it's hard, but still hopefully feel more like ourselves. Because I feel like in my 20s, I was still trying to figure out the things I liked, who I like to do them with. And I do think they're for experimenting. I think that's the square stuff as well is like, you should be fucking around and trying things for yourself. I'm always like weirded out when I meet like a 22 year old that's got like a 401k and owns a house. Like, I'm like, I think you should have maybe like, I guess that's technically the air quotes right thing to do, but I'm worried about you because I like, I feel like that stuff might just come later then of like, then just, I don't know, going very hard in sort of hedonism or dissociation or whatnot. And I do think the Jupiter return, I think it was on our Jupiter return episode. I, I know tough. like Ju- I know Jupiter is abundance, mm-hmm. but in other well, cultures, it can be seen as not a great time to be in. I also, too, you so. also had Saturn co-present with Jupiter at that time in Aquarius. While it's not yeah. your Saturn return, you would have also had Saturn traveling with Jupiter, a Saturn Jupiter mm-hmm. conjunction, which is very like gas and brakes and uh, agreed a Jupiter return is also oftentimes like highlighting things for us that aren't blowing, making things bigger and expanding the things that maybe aren't working or kind of putting an accelerant on things and going like, oh, maybe this is moving fast in a direction that I I'm not liking. Let's let's pull back. Mm-hmm. I think also and I, I like that Stevie brought up the, that it's kind of this outer planets things be, that you're having aspects with and relating to because it is the first time that you're expected to handle everything. I mean, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, there are outliers. There are people who stay home and, and you know, don't have to cook for themselves or learn how to get their laundry done or clean or any of those things. But um, it is kind of like your first decade experienced as engaging with the outer world in a way 
where you're having to take feedback from people who don't know your parents and don't know your family background or like maybe, you know, you're you're making new like it's people from outside of I feel I'm thinking college age, but it's like people that Mm -hmm. aren't from where you're from, people that are from a different country or a different like part of the country or you're meeting exchange students or maybe you are an exchange student or you're studying abroad. Like you're actually seeing more of the outside world and how, how that works without the like quote unquote protection of having your family with you. Cause even if you've like traveled to Europe with your parents a bunch, like going by yourself is a completely different game, you know, same as like going to school or doing anything where it's like, you can't just go home and be like, Hey mom, my teacher, like, said this thing or whatever Mm -hmm. like you have to handle Mm -hmm. it on your own yeah i think there is also an idea of purpose and fulfillment and that that is like it's one thing and it never changes and what we need to do is find that one thing and kind of orient ourselves to that so we can focus on it and then everything else kind of falls into place and i think that while that is a very enticing idea and i certainly have fallen uh, under the spell of that sort of thinking but in both my 20s and and later. Uh, I think that's just like not how it works, unfortunately. And I think that both Stevie and Lisa have both covered the, you know, kind of general philosophical reasons why the 20s are hard. And I agree with all of those. Um, something else that's happening for you, though, is you have had um, a Pluto conjunct your Neptune for the past <laughs> the past like year years. and a half exactly yeah. it's still pretty while it's changed sign it's still there you're also a fixed sign and so you've had the eclipses you've also been getting squared by saturn uh and and having uranus in there uranus hasn't hasn't been conjunct your sun but it has been um you know traveling through your seventh house for uh, a good minute and i think that's definitely gonna it signify changes in relationships changes in orientation to relationships and what we're what we're wanting feeling feeling like things are unstable and I think that while you didn't mention that specifically I think that that is like Lisa said one of the kind of like touchstones that we might say of feel having fulfillment in one area and then that maybe um you know subsidizing lack of fulfillment somewhere else but you know you you are a fixed rising and a fixed sun you have Uranus on your uh your IC, which would have also been squaring Uranus, like Stevie said too. So this is a time when there is a lot of change and shakeup, but I think that also, like it's been said, is because this is a time when you are meant to be trying things and figuring things out and deciding for yourself. Your Saturn return isn't when things become hard. It's when things start being solidified and structures start being built and it only comes from you don't know what you're wanting to build until you know what you like and don't like and don't want and even after you know those things there's also later Saturn uh, aspects and rebuilding and restructuring and things like that too so I think that while it's not um, fun or easier (laughs) or, or reassuring necessarily I think that purpose is more of a thing that we feel like in in a moment or when we look back and we are building those things I don't necessarily think that that's something that we can 
um, strive for every day. Or I think that that's maybe like the, not the wrong way, but I think that that's like a really big undertaking, especially in your twenties to say, I need to know what I'm doing with my whole life, with my whole being, what I'm here for. You barely are getting to try things for the first time, you know, um, Mm -hmm. not again, not to speak to your whole life experience, but this is, this is the, like the data collection and, and so I think that while I think that you have been definitely being been all all the fixed signs, I think, have been going through it and squeeze and been squeezed pretty tight and backed into corners and things like that. Um, I think that that also is going to be this is a time when there's a ton of like there's more in front of you than there is behind you, if that makes sense. And so I think that it's like we're not we're not in a don't rush to to get to that thing. This is the figuring out. And that's, again, that sucks. That's hard. That's the hardest thing to hear, I think. But it also is true. I yeah. I noticed that your chart has a trine between uh, the sun and Neptune. And I have that same placement in my own natal chart. And I, I find, for me, when I look at my chart, it's one of the things that I feel makes me strong. Because especially just like you have, I have in the same signs or signs. And I feel like in a lot of ways, like, because it's a trine, it, there are things that come easily to you and it's really easy to take for granted that like, that you notice that it's been hard. You know what I mean? Instead of just like powering through and then looking back and being like, oh my God, that was kind of hard. You're in it kind of in your strength being like, wow, I'm, I'm experiencing a tough time it's hard to say that a lot of people go through their entire lives never knowing how difficult uh or how unusual things are for them or whatever so I do want to commend you for that I feel like um and really I'm I'm mostly um complimenting myself here so uh, <laughs> that's always a good time on the podcast but um you know, I know it's that just like Julia said, it has been hard for for fixed energy lately. And and, um, you know, there's more to come with Pluto and Aquarius and more to come. And I I have things on the same angles you have. And so I'm with you in in solidarity on a lot of it. Mm-hmm. I think this is like not. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I think, too, it is like the. I don't want to be like it's the journey because that's so corny but it is I think there is another thing where especially when we know about big transits and we know about difficult times that we want to kind of like brace ourselves for and be prepared for and take it be able to leverage those transits or go like oh there's this but there is there's transits in between all of those those are just the ones that we kind of talk about because they mark mark time and they are significant and they are ones that we um even if you aren't interested in astrology particularly or they are ones that you probably notice whether you know that this is what it's uh like related to or not but I also think that there is just like a and maybe it's maybe it's capitalism maybe it's just human nature too but I think that there is like if you're not feeling purposeful or there's a thing then there's also like no rush there's nowhere that you need to like rush to feel like you need to get to. This mm-hmm. is the like, un- then then we get to like enjoy and figure that out. And that actually, I think is a more, while that's, that's like kind of scary and overwhelming. Like if you knew right now, then the rest of your life is just like 
clocking in, clocking out at that same thing. And that, while that might feel like relief in the moment, I think it is like, it's boring knowing exactly what you want to do. And it kind of cuts you off. I know for me personally, I've, I've definitely was more singularly focused on, you know, kind of like what I really wanted to do career-wise in my twenties. And I think that it really shut me off to like, being curious about things or trying things because I would go, Oh no, I know that I want to do this thing. So I need to stay focused on this because I really want to like, once I get this out of the way, then I can do all those other things, but you might not like get that chance. And that might also not be like, what if you don't like that thing or whatever? Like Mm -hmm. this is, there's nowhere that we got to like rush to get to. You're figuring it out. You're building your life for yourself. And while it's like not, there's, there's ups and downs to every age and, Um, I don't, yeah, I think, I think it is just the, like, do your, do your best to enjoy it and be present for it because that's where you get, again, you get to figure out these things. This is a great place to start because everything is possible. Mm -hmm. And a calling is not, I don't think, and you know, maybe I don't have one and maybe that's why I don't know, but an overwhelming need to rush to, you know, pick up dogs off the street and get them homes or whatever. It's a feeling. It's like, it starts with, Oh no, I can't believe that little, look at that little guy. And then it goes to like, I'm going to start working at shelters and I'm going to work and I'm going to do now. And now 10 years later, it's a calling, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not, I don't think it comes a a rush all at once. So I'm, I don't think, you know, not to say like, cause I think we all want that thing where it's like one day, you know, they're going to say, mm-hmm. I need this and I'll stand up and then everyone will take me out on their shoulders. And it's like, no, it starts with like a little, little spark. Or sometimes too, I think people want to be plucked from obscurity and, and said like, you're so talented at this, you should be doing this. And just see how much air you have in your chart with validation like, like I see this mid heaven that is Leo and it's like, sometimes we have to do that for ourselves as well. And just maybe sit and look at ourselves in the mirror not, and be like, what, a what, like you must have some skills <laughs> or some things that you enjoy. Like, what are, what are you like? Astrology must be one of them. If you're here. Um, I don't know. I think that there's, I see like when I see so much air and then the fixness, cause we do have a Taurus sun. Libra moon, Scorpio rising with this moon in the 12th house too. Like it feels like a, I just zoom out and see like a fear to start or be wrong. Cause I think air has like, can have so many interests with this Gemini Venus as well. And then it can be like, but where do you start? And sometimes it is just starting. I'm excited for your Saturn and Aries return because that feels like the real me go try it brave, unafraid sort of time. And I think too, just looking at even where Saturn's been transiting, it's been like the whole bottom chunk of your chart for the last some odd years. And if we use a modern ruler for your chart with Pluto, Pluto and Sag in the second house. Yeah, I'm not shocked that maybe it is like, what the fuck should I be doing out here to take care of ourselves? Because that's what we can find in that second house place. But I mean, when I see that big Sag signature there, it's just like, it's just giving it a shot or even reaching out to the people that you know that are doing cool things and be like, I want to do that cool thing too. Do you want to just touch on one last thing as well? Cause I think not that this has to be like a prescriptive answer and none of it's the answer because you're just going to find out by doing and unfolding, but they're just, I think Lisa hit a good point about like service when we don't know what we want to do or feel unfulfilled because 
a lot of people need help. <laughs> and if we have time to be bored, that's like such an amazing luxury. And I'm assuming, like I'm making assumptions. I don't know if the full context, all we have is your question and your chart. But I see this North Node in Virgo in the 11th house conjunct Mars. And that does feel like really maybe something that's bigger than us or like big, like something that is that of service thing that we see of Virgo or that could be finding that Mars motivation there as well. Or even if it is like future planning or helping others, um, it doesn't have to be like, oh, what is life? Like, well, I don't know. So just go dote on others. But that could just open up things by, I don't know, I just see the people because you have your son in the seventh house, Venus in the eighth house. There's a lot, I think, that are working with others or being inspired by others in some way. So I don't know if I can connect one synapse, maybe that gets the gears turning for you or for anyone listening that relates to this, this question. I think that's where astrology does come in handy is we can look to the North node of, well, what should I maybe try that I've never thought of? And if anything, Virgo-y 11th house rings a bell, I mean, that might be something to explore. And if you're worried about your Saturn return, you have a day chart. So Saturn is your more beneficial malefic. So mm-hmm. you got good things coming your way. Mm-hmm. No, I'm I'm like, like, it's funny that she wrote the question of like, I thought the Saturn was supposed to be hard. I'm like, I feel like Saturn, like, I'm I'm excited for your Saturn return. It's on for a number of years. We just started Saturn and Pisces. But yeah, you've been having your IC fourth house security space rocked. And hopefully it does now move into a place of fun and pleasure and, and creativity to then in the Saturn Aries in the sixth to then do you that feels like a very do you return mm-hmm. well we solved it solved life it's as easy I as think easy as it's that it's gonna be a little bit easier from now on <laughs> <laughs> no you but, have so many like so much easy to, button yeah I do that's my advice of like if I could go back to me in my 20s it's like dude just like enjoy it. like it's really that person is not gonna matter or that boyfriend or like this thing like just do what actually brings a smile to your face and it's every it's so hard to not sound corny when reflecting on age or lessons learned or even just astrology because it's ripe with corny (laughs) corniness but yeah it should be fun i think it's about learning about yourself because that's how we that's the Mm -hmm. best place to orient from and build from and that is where we go like your purpose isn't some job that's outside of you your purpose is I mean you living and and sharing and and connecting and all of this mm-hmm. like and it, that that comes with you whether you get this dream job whether you get the dream partner whether you get that apartment whether you get that outfit whatever it is whether you get to go on that trip like purpose those things I think that comes from like knowing what makes you feel fulfilled and all of those things so it is like and- that's figuring out for yourself Mm-hmm. And Taurus to Taurus, you get the outfit, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> dude, this is why and sorry, I'm back here again. This is why I think it's crucial for our youth to watch girls that was on HBO because you see these girls speaking of a tour, many Taurus characters get even you get sometimes you'll get the things you want to and it still won't be the thing you want. Mm-hmm. It's all gonna just oh my God, the shit just ebbs and fucking flows no matter what you do. So you could do the school. And get the job and the partner. And then, yeah, then it ain't it. I'm just also seeing like Uranus has just been gliding through that seventh house for 
since 2018, mm-hmm. still going to keep doing that till 2025, then eventually get even closer to your son. So I think too, like, I think sometimes we do need to like extend our hand out and follow the good people. And I know Scorpio rising might have a little issue with that in terms of control and, and release. But I think that that could also be something to, something to think about. I just saw someone post today on Instagram. I forget what it was, but about Scorpio placements and, and eighth house placements, whatever, you know, yeah. And strong Pluto is rem- remembering that when we're being asked to release to release, even though we don't mm-hmm. want to, we can hold on tight. We can, we can stick it out, but that isn't always, again, we're here in a place of unfulfillment. If we're there, let's, let's make some room. Then if the things in our life aren't fulfilling, it doesn't mean ghost everyone and, and completely drop it, but let's, let's let go and make some room for, to see what else comes in you know this feels very um our podcast because I'll, I'll recommend a book i haven't read it might suck but i just made me think of the that book the subtle art of not giving a fuck i've never read this book but i've heard about it and if this author is horrible or if it's not good sorry but i know it's a self-help book but i think that's what i think of in that re- release be, thing don't be sorry you didn't pay for it so yeah i don't know i just didn't read it i know that ti- i truly did a click based to the on headline. title alone based on title giving... alone, actually by the cover i will go yeah <laughs> judging a book by its cover giving well, here, titular advice here's the the thing too a counterintuitive approach to living a good life see i like i'm thinking of if you've been trying so hard sometimes mm-hmm. it is than the counterintuitive way sometimes, of not trying. yeah now i will read this i'm sometimes I, re- trying to make things be fulfilling that we know aren't. And so we go like, instead, we'd rather have a thing that we go, I'd rather feel like I'm working towards a thing. When is this going to become fulfilling instead of going, Oh, I guess I actually don't like this. My idea was wrong. Yeah. Time to go back to square one. And that sucks. And it's scary, but it is also going to save you much more time than finding yourself in a thing that you don't like. Okay. This is very funny and sorry, this will sound broy, but whatever. I guess it's based off of Charles Bukowski's don't try philosophy, which I think is very, very funny. And these are the chapters of the book, by the way. Don't try. Two, happiness is a problem. Three, you're not special. Four, the valley of suffering. Five, you're always choosing. Six, you're wrong about everything, but so am I. Seven, failure is the way forward. Eight, the importance of saying no. Nine, and then you die. So yeah, I like, again, wow. Really promoting book. Never read. It was a New York Times bestseller, but I think the release is like the re- I'm curious now your human design type. Anyways, we should move on to the next question because I could go on forever and ever. <laughs> but now I'm going to add this to my list to check out and I will report back if this book is good or sucks. I know it's like the I title, but the gonna, title slaps. I know what I'm going to download on Audible tonight. Oh, book club. Oh, should we start a book club? Okay. Anyways, next question. All right. Next question comes from mo hi i'm mo love y'all so my question is (laughs) is the fact that i am an aquarius sun mercury and aquarius sun and mercury and taurus moon and rising oh (laughs) and feel like i'm battling two people within myself all the time is that normal yes 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 (laughs) absolutely and done um no next question answered I also, I feel like, I guess this uh, does need to be qualified with like mental health issues aside, like obviously, you know, um, having a spiritual metaphorical battle with yourself is different than having like a 
mental health issue or problem mm-hmm. uh, that can't be can't be solved by astrology. Um, these two signs being square, and I do feel like they square off more than the other fixed signs. Maybe it's just because I grew up with an Aquarius for a dad, and it's my tenth house, and it's like, you know, that is just so already built into my natal chart. Um, but I do think it's quite normal for the signs squaring each other to feel battling. Um, I also feel like you didn't ask, but I, I have, you know, placements in both signs as well. And I find the only way through is to just, you only can decide which one wins, which time you don't get not Aquarius doesn't win all the time. Taurus doesn't win all the time, but it's like, Oh, today it's this day and this thing's happening. I choose Aquarius way or I choose Taurus way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Yeah, because I mean, they they make a square and a reminder square is a 90 degree aspect. So that's where we find our tension. And Lisa, you're right. There's something about Aquarius and Taurus. I saw this recently. There was some like, God, it was like a deep, deep astro thing where uh it was called it had like a weird there was like a graphic about like sun and light but anyways like it is the tougher square was like the synopsis like leo and, and taurus is the softer square and uh, taurus and aquarius is this is the harder square because i do think aquarius can be judgmental about the things taurus likes and then taurus can judge back at aquarius about being judged like i think it gets in this like judgment circle all the times even though it's often about wanting and liking the same thing as I think it's how they vocalize their approach. And like, let me get these. So Aquarius sun and Mercury. Okay. So our ego and communication, Mm -hmm. then the feel, and then the moon right on the rising. So I think too, I think these signs also get so wrapped in not being emotional or like you can never hurt their feelings. And it's like, well, please don't try to do that (laughs) to them over and over because they are human beings who have feelings. So, yeah, I like that that idea of like honoring both. And I even describe in a natal chart with the planets, it's like having different coworkers who have a different flair. Like that's the funny one or like that's the one who always sticks to the work. And but we need everybody there together and and, and doing the things. Um, yeah, I think it's a it's a natural to be a bad. I mean, now I want the rest of the chart, but whatever, maybe we'll save that for an We'll save that for the Discord. We'll pop in with Mo and 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 chat a bit more. But I yeah, wonder. I, mm-hmm. I wonder if what you were saying about the easier square, it's like almost if we're going in order of signs, it's furthest. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. So it's like, oh, Leo's only like this many, only sits three chairs away from me, and Aquarius is all the way on the other side of the room, and then they don't get it because they don't see from over here where I see. Teacher has a weird mole on her face and they don't see that on that side or whatever yeah it had some like term called like it was almost to give an idea like it was almost called like the thimamundi like it had this like cool layout and it's like an elliptical farness thing but i think you're right like they are a closer square technically or like it feels like a different different side of that um but i feel like i know so many like aquarius Taurus people and it does feel like a battle for softness (laughs) like like Mm -hmm. let being being soft and versus being respected and I think both signs both want the same things and they both ask for respect 
well, ask is a loose way to put that. They both <laughs> demand respect in very different ways. And I think that's okay. And maybe in a, maybe since you are this Taurus rising, I would look to Venus as well. Um, Cause that's going to be quite a loud planet in your chart and have a lot to say. And since the moon is there too, Taurus moons are fun. Taurus people are funny to me. Like they're always like, more secretly intense um than you would think <laughs> like, i feel like a lot of the time because they do want just things to be simple and easy and that's just not how life goes a lot of the time i think it's also the whole like you said i think it's like having two two great players on your team because we have this exalted mercury in aquarius so you know that's functioning at a high level but we also have an exalted moon in Taurus uh so it is that kind of like we want we are <laughs> our mind is working really quickly and but are also we are wanting things to be sensuous and and tasteful and all of those I do like the idea of Venus maybe being a little bit of the moderator in this although I do feel like Venus is going to take the Taurus side no matter where it's placed kind of in there because of the like gravitational pull of the moon to me um but I think it's also like these are like Lisa said one you know they can't both they're not both gonna win but also I just went to a basketball game recently and thinking of like multiple star players on a team means you can make great plays. So if you can do the assist, you know, I think that that Mercury, I think those Aquarius planets and Taurus planets too can assist each other. They can set each other up. They can go, I'm going to, I'm going to make you look good instead of it being ne not necessarily battling. I think it can feel like a battle because they feel so at odds, but I think that they, you know, fix signs, fix signs, have a a decided way about things and so I think it's not about I think if you are able to say like I don't need either one of you to change and be different than you are but in this what does the moment call for what do I need more of in this thing who who is closer to the basket who's going to make the shot it doesn't make does it make sense for me to like throw the ball from half court or does it make sense for me to pass it to my play my teammate so they can make the thing they're both you and you're still like winning you know what I mean so I think not to not necessarily to feel as much not to be like don't feel this way um another thing this made me think of of just like the battle within um is the idea I think Stevie you just said it would like co-workers but a a like family family systems therapy technique is kind of thinking of all of your inner dialogues as like um, people at a board meeting and kind of thanking everyone for their contributions, but also going like, okay, hey, we've heard enough from Taurus Moon today. What does Aquarius Mercury think about that? And then we're going to make a decision there. But I think anytime we're trying to kind of like make ourselves feel, I think those fixed signs want us to feel like one thing one way all of the time, all yeah. the way through. But it's like you can think one way and feel a different way and be one person who is singularly like, you are still a authentic whole person or whatever. We don't have to be all the same thing. No one has all of the same thing in their chart. So we're all battling or, or in relationship with some tension in some way. And so I think just remembering that while these things might be coming from different angles, they are still both you. I think too, it's like, just if it's tough that day, because it gets tough and it's hard to be like, 
Well, I value, but you know, it's hard to like <laughs> give yourself. I mean, that's why, you know, that's why it's a type of therapy that people do, but it's, it use the astrology. If it's a mercury problem, let mercury win, mm -hmm. let your mouth win. You know, if it's mm -hmm. a, if it's a feelings problem, let Taurus moon win. Cut, it's cuddly night. You know, it's like, you just have to kind of use the astrology you have and then it is to me almost almost like and you know we don't advocate doing this really for for this reason but it's like at that point it takes some of the pain out of it because you get to be like well i just use the stars it takes some of the like hurt out of it and then not to say you should blame the you know blame the stars for every choice you make or use do it for your whole life or schedule everything within one minute of a, a whatever but use use this tool to be able to be like all right well i'm i'm taking the the hour of agony out of this yeah and uranus your your aquarius planet into Taurus right now i get the back to i know we mentioned this in Ooh. the previous question but i mean Bears repeating because we've been talking a lot about the fixed signs for these last few years with someone, all this shit going on. So I, I think it is even a ripe time to where can the Taurus try something new? And I think where can the Aquarius admit defeat <laughs> also in a lot of, uh, in ways that that's so not their signs, but they both had such ego checks. I feel like last year, just from the mundane astrology. This no. makes me think of a body swap because mm, it's mutual, oh my God, mutual totally. reception kind of thing where yes. it is like, yeah, just also um, understanding that you're both in places where you're not necessarily comfortable and that's like only going to make you sharper and more like, I had no idea you had to deal with this because mm -hmm. you were saying <laughs> the stars, Lisa, it made me think specifically of the movie Wish Upon a Star. Catherine uh, yes, that's that's the astrology medicine watch wish upon a star watch parent trap jamie lee curtis Lindsay lohan edition um and yeah and i think too even like when people it's like i think about like this one girl i was following who was like people always make fun of me like i can hear them talking shit about me because i'm moving slow to get on the elevator but i have like third degree burns under my clothing like so like we just don't know the full picture and i think aquarius and taurus feels and the fixed signs feel very all knowing, but we only know what we get to see and we're not, get, we don't get to see everything too. So that body swap, you don't know what other people are going through and people might not, not be on that same flip, not know what you're going through too. So I think being able to use your words and that acquired Aquarius Mercury way and not have to just muscle through everything might also feel really, you know, cause squares are just asking to be heard. And so I think back to the beginning point of just hearing both out and both can be true at mm -hmm. the same time. Cool. Well, thanks Mo. And thanks to Rachel and thanks to our patrons. What? I love the mailbag. Yeah, it's fun. I learned shit about myself while I'm, while I'm talking about y'all. So it's, it's great to hear from you. And if you want to submit a question, sign up for our patreon it's the only way to do it patreon.com slash what's your sign podcast you can submit over on our discord where we have a forum where you can fill out your questions and maybe we'll answer your question on the may mailbag yeah thanks so much for listening and uh, we'll see you next time bye see you bye
Thanks for listening to What's Your Sign. Please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love this podcast, please support us. Check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash what's your sign podcast. The link to support us is in the show notes. Follow us on Instagram at what's your sign podcast on Twitter at what's YR sign underscore pod and TikTok at what's your sign podcast for business opportunities, advertising or commission readings. Email us what's your sign podcast at gmail.com. WIS is produced by Julia Loken, Stevie Anderson and Lisa Chenu. Artwork by Alexa Vicious and theme song by Honor Nezzo.